If you like this podcast, please support it. Go to patreon.com slash witchpolice and help us improve the show. You're listening to Garbage Hill, Winnipeg's first podcast network, garbagehillnetwork.com. Radio. I'm your regular host, Sam, and today we have a very special guest, Mr. Fred Penner. Yay! You know, I've been doing this show, interviewing local musicians in Winnipeg for about five years now. Right. And because I do it every week, I rarely get nervous or excited, but I'm very excited to meet you. It's a pleasure to meet you. It's kind of you, Sam. I appreciate it. As I'm sure you hear from everyone who's about my age, I grew up watching your show, listening to your records, and now my own children listen to your music. I have two daughters, they're seven and three, and they love your music as well. It's very cool to see how it's transcended generations. Mm. I'm sure you hear that constantly. Well, I, I, I never take that for granted, but I appreciate that right. very much. So you have a new album I do. Number 13, uh, Hear the Music, it's called. It's a very good record, and one of the things I found interesting about it is that over the time I've been listening to your music, which really is most of my life, there's been a consistent quality of work over the albums. And for a lot of artists, regardless of genre, once they've been doing it for a few decades, they, they tend to slip a bit. But you haven't. What do you think it is that makes you so consistent? Well, I, 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 I suspect that it, it comes from um, a foundation of really uh, hopefully understanding and appreciating the value of the music and never wanting to be complacent in what I do. Like, I, 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 don't, I don't put a, a CD together for, you know, for the, for the, for the concept of, of getting a you know platinum album and right. and you know and, and and making lots of money that's it's never been a, a financial thing it, it's about I oh, I've got some things that I want songs that that have been an important part of my life cre- a creative process that I want to pass on that there is seems to be a demand for uh, but but I think the bottom line is is respect for audience. Uh, you know, so there's not just one or two songs that that might be okay, and 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 the rest are are just just dreck. Uh, I I take everything I do seriously. Be- I think because the audience is so vulnerable, that uh, that I owe it to them to be as respectful to them as possible. Do you feel a responsibility to the fans that grew up listening to you, like to keep it at a certain level, to maybe what they might expect from years of listening to your music? Um, you know, possibly. I, I mean, it. it it's relating to the to the human element is the is the bottom line whether you're whether you're you know you're a smaller person called child or uh, or or an adult or uh, or a grandparent whatever i uh, my hope always has been that the music would would not be condescending that the uh, the communication is not condescending that there is enjoyment for anybody who listens to this so i was listening to the new album i was in my kitchen i had the album on and my wife walked into the room and she said uh She's, you know, starts tapping her foot, listening to the the song, and said, "What is this? What are you listening to?" And I said, "Oh, it's the new Fred Penner album." And she kind of stopped and said, "Oh, but it's not a kids' record." I said, "No, it is a kids' record," and I think that's that's something that um, that's unique about you. I mean, you're 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 writing songs that maybe are aimed at a younger audience, but they stand alone as just just straight up good folk songs too. The, this album in particular goes a little bit farther. You know, it. Uh, the, I, 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 do think that it's universal concept, but, but some, some of the arrangements are, 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 are a little, a little bit more. I mean, something like "Hold Your Head Up" and, uh, and courage. You know, these, those are important concepts. Being, being strong, being, 
being connected, uh, humility for that matter. You know, it, I, I like the chorus in that one. It does, it, it does engage. But the idea of, of creating a song that has a broad enough appeal so that, that the parents will, will get into it, you know, uh, uh, like the instrumentation. The kids will go, oh, yeah, there's, there's something in there for me to, to tap along to, to listen. They may not understand all the words, and that's, that to me is pretty much irrelevant. It's, it's because there's an emotion inside the song that can transcend lyric. And that's what comes through to even the youngest kids. Uh, yeah, hopefully. You know, they'll hear it. Oh, there's... They, they will get a feeling from it. How do you do that? At this point in your career, when you've been doing this as long as you have, is there something you kind of, you know this is going to work for children? <laughs> you know, I've, I've never really been that concerned about it. Sure. Uh, I tend to trust myself because I, I go, to, the, I go to, the, to whatever source I have and, uh, and, and clear, sort of clear the path mm-hmm. and, and say, okay, here's, here's how I feel about this particular emotion. Uh, here's where I want this song to, to go. I, I want it to, to maybe start here, and I want it to go into a deeper... Actually, my, my eldest daughter, Haley, uh, Haley Jean, who's in the music world, been, she's been living in L.A. for the last four years, and she's, she's a, a, a really good song writer. And we were talking about, about the process so you know it was uh, as colleagues now because I'm I'm totally in awe of where she goes. And you're both in the same business now. Yeah, so we we can we can get into that kind of conversation. It's great. And I said, well, one of my favorite songs is a tune called Collections. Yeah. From a from a lyric point of view, because it goes through phases. You know, the 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 first one is is uh, is we all have collections of some sort. Starts off with rocks, coins, bottle cap. Right. Then it gets more sophisticated, stamps and coins and stickers. And then the third verse goes into the memories, the collections that you can't see, the memories and the feelings and the pictures in your heart. So that three-level thing is evident in many of my songs where it starts in, in the front and then it goes into that on the bottom and it, oh oh so if a child is listening to it anybody listening to it will hopefully feel that kind of integrity that goes into it if i say so myself they sort of follow the song through the journey it takes yeah and and that it it, it starts on on the front and then it goes into you know a deeper level of of, of spirit of whatever one thing one thing i've noticed being a father myself is that uh, when i'm playing music any kind of music with my kids they either immediately like it or immediately are not interested. It's not, uh, there's no more kind of thought put into it than yes, no. Um, there's a decision sort of made immediately. And I feel like as an adult uh, who's spent uh, all these years reading, you know, music journalism and trying to trying to get deep into whatever records I'm listening to, I think that I have a tendency to, to overthink whatever music I'm listening to. And I kind of wish that I, I could look at music in that kind of on-off, yes, no sort of way that kids do. So uh, when you're making music for a younger audience, is there any anyone you go to um, to actually play it for for kids first to see what their reaction is? Because children seem to be so um, kind of uh, blunt, true answer uh, to whether they like something or not. <laughs> Maybe like a sounding board or a focus group. You, you'd think that would be a logical way to approach right. it. Uh, rarely. Uh, I mean, I, if I if I'm working on a a, a song, I'll, I'll I'll maybe try it out. Uh, you know, on on some some friends, not not getting a, a full audience together. Right. Um, it, the songs often do evolve, as you know, as as time goes by, um, and and I will I I'll, I'll change something and I'll try and find a place where it would it would it it could jump 
into another another direction. There might be a tangent within the song that would bring the audience to another uh, point of participation. You know, for instance, uh, dividing an audience in half, saying, "Okay, you sing this part." You know, and and I I do that. You know, I may not have recorded that, but it's uh, it, it happens in a live setting. You know, so it, it's it, it's always an evolution. I I've, I don't generally. Um, bounce things off an audience before I go in there. Again, it's back to trusting my abilities here. The only reason I thought of it specifically with you is because of just just that that on off reaction that a lot of kids have to do a lot of things. Yeah, I, and and I uh, I've gotten to a point where if a child doesn't like something, good on you. That's that's your decision if if you don't like something, and and I I support that a thousand percent. You know, if that doesn't connect with you, then then you you go to where where your heart's calling. You mentioned songs evolving. So, do you have older songs that maybe you uh, you know you wrote decades ago that you revive or bring back, or uh, you know to to use now, or are you constantly moving forward? Uh, no, I there's there have been songs in in the past that actually the, the, there was a song I wrote in the seventies um, called Patty and Earl. It was about uh, a couple of tugboat drivers up in Churchill. And uh, and that song uh, e- evolved into "You Can Do It If You Try." Years years later, you know, I, I like the musical pattern. The 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 story of Patty and Earl didn't uh, actually I haven't thought of that for a long time. But uh, so yeah, so songs songs do go through transition. There's a couple of tunes on the new album that I I wrote uh, years ago that I've I've just I'd forgotten about. And and then it was oh there's that one oh yeah and I flipped through one of my my multiple binders, uh, and and it's oh this I liked the feel of this song so let's see if it's time to to bring it forward and um, and th- that tune in particular is called this is my world and uh, and and Ron Sexsmith sang sang harmony on that one so yeah so that that does happen the songs will go through through uh, evolutions along the way. You mentioned wrong. You mentioned Ron Sexsmith, and I know on your on your new album you have a, a pretty crazy roster of you know high high profile Canadian musicians. So how did you, how did you put that together? Um, I'm assuming that you know because of the age groups, most of them probably uh, also grew up on your music, grew up watching your show and things like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're they're the the Fredhead generation yeah. who are now in their own right, and I'm so respectful of of their musical paths from from Tara Lightfoot to the Good Lovelies and and Ron Sexsmith and Basha Bulat and uh, Afi Dravan in Bahamas. Sure. I mean, these are these are really top notch talented players, and uh, and they uh, when when we, the call was made, there was no question they were they all jumped at the opportunity. Did you have certain people in mind for certain songs, or did it just uh, work out the way it worked out? Uh, well, I I had a long list, you know, of of, of about a dozen or more people, and and my label, uh, Linus Music in uh, in Waterdown, outside of Hamilton, they they had a list of people that they would have loved to to have brought in, Matt Anderson included, um, and and some of the songs, it just, you know, you want to do justice to the voice that would be coming in. Um, so, uh, so I did, I, and, and there was no, I, I had like one afternoon window with Matt, but it would have been so contrived to try and work it out. But there were songs that clearly had a, a, a potential 
to connect with certain people like like Ron Sexsmith. So the river will river will bend, and this is my world because they're slightly gentler, and um, there's another emotion to it. And uh, so Ron was clearly the choice for that, and 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 the other one, and uh, Alex Cuba for the Spanish tune that was uh, pretty much a no brainer, and he he just brought such a great energy to that. And Basha Bulat, who speaks Spanish as well, she jumped in with with uh, harmony and her stuff. Uh, you know, so they, they, they took on their own direction in lives once uh, once people said yes, they would. Is this uh, the first record you've done this to this extent, uh, getting this many notable guest musicians? Totally. We we started the the, uh, the concept, actually started up with Hoxley Workman uh, five, six years ago. Uh, we, we did some recording with the idea of building it into a... Uh, a duets kind of thing, and we did some work with Serena Ryder, and uh, and she was and Serena, so I really wanted Serena on this one, but then there was, you know, again that square peg just wouldn't have, have fit, and and with her voice, it's got to be the right song. Yeah, she has a pretty powerful voice. So I'm I'm gonna in the future I'd love to do something else with her, but who knows? But yeah, so Hoxley and I worked on on a dozen tunes, and then they, you know, the half of them were old songs, including the Cat Came Back and. And then we both got busy. Everybody moved their directions. And now I had this other bank of material that was all original, that was really ready to step forward. So I called in my longtime friend and uh, producer, Ken Whiteley, to... uh, to take the helm on that. Is that something you want to maybe go to again in the future? Maybe some of the collaborations that you couldn't do this time? Yeah, I'd, I'd love to work. I, I, going to festivals mm-hmm. has been, you know, one of the, that's where a lot of these connections sort of sort of came with Alex uh, Alex Cuba. Right. We did a festival, Forest Trout Festival years ago, and that and that opened up a whole link with him, and we've we've crossed paths many times. And, and uh, same with Tara and the Good Lovelies we met eight years ago at the Mariposa Festival. And so those are real opportunities for beginning relationship and hopeful, hopefully collaboration. So are these are these relationships started by just, you know, this is someone you see at a festival and, and hear them and say, oh, hey, this is someone I might want to work with? Uh, well, it's people that I'm aware of. Yeah, I, I was, yeah, I, I knew who they were. I mean, you, you, you hear where they're going and there's friends of friends say, oh, have you heard? And, sure. You know, and that happens. So I, I, I was aware of all these players before I met them and was, was in awe. And that probably goes the other way around too. Oh, exactly. Yeah. You know, because there's so much talent. Oh, it, it blows me over. I'm really really excited to watch the evolution of uh, Canadian performers. So uh, how actively involved are you in, in seeking out new music, uh, staying involved in what's going on in Canadian music? Are you actively seeking out things, to, new things to hear? or uh, r- Rarely do I, I, I solicit any, any music for me. But I mean, I mean, just in terms of your own listening, though. Some, somewhat. There's um, T- Tanika Charles. I, I met her at, uh, at the Juno uh, Awards. Uh, I, I came in for a... Um, George Stromalopoulos has this event every every year where he where he brings a number of performers together and does this collaborative thing and and so you everybody gets a chance to collaborate and to do one of their own songs so I I played at a, at a, in a, the Friday night of the Juno Awards and uh, uh, with Sloan but the Sloan guys have come up with this alter ego called F- uh, Farnsworth which is a puppet show so they they're, they're now the, the band is our puppets it, it, it's 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 a little bit of a throwback from you know to the uh, to, to the Muppet world but anyway two of the guys Chris and um, I forget the other fellow's name we, we set up a, a little performance area and we sang 
um, spinning wheel, David Clayton Thomas. We we duetted that with puppets. With puppets, you know. So it was it was a wacky. And and then I I did the cat came back for this audience, and that and that brought the house down. Uh, but but I I would love to do more co- collaborating along the way, and you know and I I hear about the bands I, I I follow Dan Mangan along the way, Deep Dark Woods. You know our connections have happened there. Um, cer- certainly Tara and the Good Lovelies. Yeah, so I'm I'm aware of of the playing that's happening, and I and I'll dip in and hear the songs, and and it's it, it's gratifying to know that or to feel that I I have a connection with these people, and now I hear where their creativity is going. It's yeah, I am very much involved in the music scene in this country. That's great. Well, it's, it's really good that you've been able to maintain that for as long as you have. Truly, well, it, well, it's it's exciting to see where it goes. You know, really. On the new album, and I guess probably not just on the new album, on all of your albums, really, uh, you you sort of sample maybe is the right word uh, a bunch of different genres. I mean, you ha- you have uh, you have jazz things happening on uh, the new one. You have a reggae song. You obviously have the folk country things like that. Um, just a pretty wide variety of genres. Is that is that so you can experiment? So you know you just think, hey, I want to try a reggae song and see how it goes, and, and you have the opportunity to do that. Uh, I, I grew up in the in the fifties, and uh, and and the radio stations back then were variety stations. You know, the original CKY radio, you, you, you would put it on and you would hear from, from comedy to ballad to country to blues on one station, this beautiful, eclectic range of stuff. And, it was, and, and I heard all these great sounds. And then as time went by, everything just sort of became compartmentalized. Now you have to flip through the dial to find the kind of music you like. And if you like two kinds, then you've got to put those on speed dial. And so I really, uh, for my creativity, appreciate the ability to play different style because it, it's it's exciting to explore you know a slightly different genre well even with the spanish song you have on the new album and the french song oh yeah yeah exactly you know and, and when you're and singing in spanish you, it is a different a different feel there's another energy that takes over and uh and and so it's it's exciting as a performer to do that and hopefully exciting for the listener to to just appreciate diversity. Is there anything that you haven't tried genre-wise yet that you want to try and incorporate into the new music? I, I've got a, I've got a, f- a few songs that that I I, th- I think have the potential of of like uh, you know bigger anthem kinds kinds of things where you know almost like like we are the world stuff where where that would be a collaborative kind of thing and bringing lots of people in. But there there's a couple of tunes that are are that scale. They're 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 big, really really strong lyrically and. Um, I I'd, I'd like to at some point go that far, you know, to to make something a little more a little more epic. Who knows? I know it's 2017, so your new album I assume is available everywhere. Well, hope hopefully I'm I, I'm not sure. You know, from a retail point of view, it's always challenging to get stuff. I I know it's I I I have on good authority that it's going to be in the Walmart world. As much as I love Walmart, it might be there, uh, and uh, and and certainly on all the. Uh, the 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 media's iTunes uh, Linus Music, you know if people go to fredpender.com, there are links there that go to to online purchase. How was that? How was that change for you? Because obviously the music industry has gone through quite a few changes. I mean, initially you would have been putting things on vinyl and then tape, CD, and now whatever people are listening to uh, now. So have you seen that change over the years? I'm still selling. Uh, a lot of CDs off the yeah. off the stage. Uh, I, I yesterday I played at the Centennial Concert Hall with the Winnipeg Symphony Orchestra, and I sold 
basically sold out of my CDs. And and I I thought I thought I brought too many, but no. So people people bought. Do you think that's more of a live show thing, where people just want something they can take home, or do you think it's more the style of music you play, where maybe a family audience is more inclined to buy CDs? Well, it's uh, it's certainly point of purchase, P.O.P. Where, where, where they're right there and they and I can sign it for them so they've got that thing in their in their hands and uh, and, and I think f- families are a little less I don't know if this is true or not but a little less inclined to do the the uh, the, the USB stick you know because the, then they have to go through the process of downloading it onto the stick and then f- putting it into the car and and then you can't you know the, it's it's a different process grabbing the CD shoving it in the slot you're you know you're good to go. Uh, the the kids can do that. There, it's a little trickier to to you know to find USB link, and then you've um, so so maybe that's part of it. But um, yeah, I mean, as a parent, I definitely agree with that. My kids, when they listen to your music or or any other music they listen to, they listen to it either on a CD player or on a little turntable they have in their room. Great, they've got vinyl. Yeah, a little turntable. Hey, good on you. I actually have some of your albums here. I got your first few albums here. Look at you. So my kids, they don't, they don't even know what Spotify and those things are yet. Uh, so as far as I know, this is how you listen to records. Are a lot of these still in print? I mean, you have 13 albums. Uh, how many of them are still available? There's Oh, oh yeah, I, I mean, vinyl not. Yeah, The Cat Came Back is still, you can still find that. That's the beginning. Uh, Polka Dot Pony has been out of print for a while. They're... they're there may you may find it online. Uh, special delivery, which which morphed into Ebenezer Sneezer. Because when I when I did this, there's no song called Special Delivery. So they said, "Well, why do you have it called that?" And anyway, and House for Me. Um, I don't think that's no. These just the cat came back of these four. <coughs> that, uh, as far as I know, is still in 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 print. Because of the convenience of the internet uh, to just make music available, is that something you've ever considered? Uh, just you know, reissuing online some of these old albums that people can't find anymore. Yeah. Well, the 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 trick is I don't own the songs. It's, uh, the, well, the, there's one label called Casablanca Kids who has uh, has has my publishing rights, and uh, and they, I mean they they produce and they put a lot of stuff online. And they have some compilations that they've done. If uh, actually, I, I have copies. I on online, I have copies of everything. So if somebody was looking for a particular album, I, I, uh, I, and I'm happy to, to send it to them through the through the channels. How many of these old records? Uh, not just particularly these records, but how many of the songs from the older records do you, do you still perform live? I mean, obviously. You know, you're doing shows now. You want to focus on the new stuff, but uh, how often do the, uh, I guess, the deep album tracks from these old records actually make it uh, to the live set? The, these these songs on on these albums, uh, usually there's two or three from each album that I'll I'll, I'll bring forward. There are repeat songs along the way. So the, so the cat came back is on four of the albums. And that's probably the one song you get the most requests for anyway. Yeah, that, that's the number one. Sandwiches is, is number two. Um, on, from from the house for me, I do the house for me on, on a regular basis. Yeah, so they, there's there's a couple of three songs from each album that, that are sort of regulars in, in set list. And then, and then uh, I'll sort of leave time at the end of a performance to uh, field requests. And then, then people, they're pretty consistent um, response on that. P- people often ask for parts of the story of Blunder. Goblin Song is still a big one. Trans-Canadian, Supercontinental, Streamline Special Express often comes. People love Happy Feet. Uh, you know, so they, there's a core of maybe 10 songs that I can I could define. Those will 
be requested if I haven't done them in the course of the show. No matter what show it is or who you're playing to? Pretty much, yeah. Something I've seen happening a lot, and I don't know if this is anything you've ever considered, but I see a lot of bands and solo artists uh, playing shows where, they're, where they'll uh, perform a classic album front to back, play, play the whole set start, start to finish. Is that something you've ever considered? I've, I've, not, I've not done that. I, I've been thinking of doing that online, actually. You know, of, of just setting up the... Uh, the hero GoPro and uh, and and just playing the whole album from beginning to end. Well, I mean, like records like these, these these are the ones that I grew up on, and I think there's probably a pretty good chance that a lot of people my age would be would love to hear something like that. It's funny because uh, everyone I know who uh, I mentioned that I was I was going to be doing this interview, uh, they were all super excited, and um, you know I could be interviewing some 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 hot new band uh, full of people in their twenties that that are making waves. And it's not as exciting for, for a lot of people as Fred Penner. So it's cool that, that, that that's still a thing. That's very neat thing. We're talking about the collaboration world. My son is, uh, is featured on, on the second last track, actually, called, a song called Stumble. And it, uh, it, I, 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 it, it's got sort of a Dixieland, you know, some great horn stuff yeah. on it. Here we are, side by side Hold on tight, cause it's a bumpy ride I don't know where the path will end I won't be on this road again It may twist, it may turn If I don't listen, then I don't learn Signs are there, in front of me Plain as day for all to see Do my best as I stumble Stumble on the road of life Doing my best as I stumble Stumble on the road of life I'll take your hand, you take mine We'll walk together to the end of time Through the sunshine, through the rain Till we get back home again Doing my best as I stumble Stumble on the road of life my best as I stumble, stumble on the road of life. As I stumble, stumble on the road of life Doing my best as I stumble, stumble on the road of life This is how the story goes We help each other through the highs and lows Lessons learned, stories told Searching for a pot of gold Doing my best as I stumble, stumble on the road of life Doing my best as I stumble, stumble on the road of life. Here we are, side by side. Hold on tight, cause it's a bumpy ride. I don't know where the path will end. I won't be on this road again. I, I I almost I almost I I wanted to at one point name the uh, the album Stumble because the it's funny when when you come up with a concept uh, how often you see the the word in print 
or somebody saying it in, yeah. you know, in a conversation and stumbling and, and the, just the idea that we are all just bumbling fools, <laughs> stumbling our way through this, this stupid, stupid life, trying to make sense of it somehow. You know, that, that of all the songs that I've done that, are, that I think are universal concepts, even though this one is, is sort of coming at it from a, a different angle, I think stumbling is, yeah. is a great universal concept. And, and it's good. It's really good for humility. You know, to because when when you when you fall down, when you do stumble, uh, your 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 ego is suddenly bruised a little bit, and then somebody will help you up. And then there's there's a, a there's something that comes out of the idea of stumbling that that I I really really <laughs> related to. Well, that's uh, that's kind of one of those universal messages you have in your music that 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 makes sense to both kids and adults. I mean, everyone can relate to the idea of stumbling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we that's what we do as hu- as humans. We are always stumbling and then hope, hopefully finding a way to avoid as much stumbling as we may have done earlier. But, but we never stop stumbling in this life. If you ever stop stumbling, then you're dead. You know, that's it. Why did you not use that as the title of the album? Oh, it, it, because it, it was just a little bit too obscure as a, you know, as a, as a, a song, as a, um, a full album title. It, it could have been... Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I expressed that to a couple of people, and they said, mm, not quite. You know, I mean, he, hear the music is, is certainly a, a much, much bigger kind of thing. The, the hear the music song was really interesting. And you, you tell me when you're, when you're running out of time here. But the, uh, it, it's, the, it's the only song that I have written that started with, uh, with a melody before lyric. And it's the only song that I've written that's a one chord song, and and it was just one of those one of those ev- evolutions. I was having breakfast in uh, somewhere in Alberta, and uh, and in the midst of, of the breakfast, my brain is spinning around, and this came up. Well, it almost sounds like a southern soul sort of stacks kind of vibe. Right. Anyway, so I I uh, I, I thought, well, that's that's a nice pattern. I don't want to forget it. So I ran to my room and, and, and did a quick recording of it. And then, and then it was, okay, now I've got that line. What is that line saying? What are the lyrics that go yeah. with that? Yeah. And, uh, you know, and then I hear the music. It, it was the right combination of words to fit with that melodic pattern. And then I, I, started, I started playing it. And one of my, one of my favorite tunes you know, of all time is, uh, is Harry Nilsson. Put the lime in the coconut, you drink a Buddha. I thought, this is, you know, what a great idea to do an entire song with, with different energies and levels. And so the, the one chord concept came along. And then, uh, and then the almost rapish lyric to it. You know, I thought, because I, I like going into that. I, I like coming up with a strong, pa- well, whatever, you know. So, so the lyric evolved, and it was... Hey, I, I, I like the way this is gone. Anyway, so it was it was a fun fun trip. It's a good way to start the album too. It's a very good kind of punch to to get things going. That's always a, a, a fun thing to do. Is the sequencing is. Uh, is that sequencing something you do on your own? This time it was a little more um, collaborative in the sequencing. I came up with one sequence. Actually, my wife and I came up with a sequence, and uh, and then uh, I played with that for a bit. Sent it to my producer. Sent it to the, to the to the label, and they said, mm, "Yeah, I like I like this, but 
rather than not have these two together because they're similar and con- whatever you know so then it spread spread it out and then it just refined into uh, into what this is the the last song that uh, I did with Ron Sexsmith when my producer's wife her name is Ellen when she heard that song she immediately said y- you know and she's and I respect her opinion she says that is the end well yeah it has, a, it has a good tone for that for sure well that's definitely one of the songs that i think could work as oh, they all they all kind of do but that's one of the ones that could work as just a straight up folk song uh, without having the children's element in it yeah i i you know and and with so much of the songs i i don't i don't think of it in terms of children you know i i hope that the kids can find something in there to connect to but it's not about you know trying to make something that is is child only you put it out some will connect some won't but but it's it's being true to that the the awareness if you put uh as as strong a personal energy into the song that has the concept that you're trying to trying to offer to your listening audience that's all you can do. How they pick it up is none of your business, you know. That's actually maybe a good way to close things out here. Uh, I, obviously, everyone listening has, has most likely heard of Fred Penner, but uh, if someone, uh, you know, wants to find out more about you, more about your music, uh, find out what shows you have coming up, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, fredpenner.com. Go to the go to the website um, or just do, do the Google land. Would you be interested in playing one more song? I hear the music. Every minute of the day, I can hear it all around me. I hear the music. Every minute of the day, I can hear it all around me. Clickety-clack as the train goes by. Sound of a jet plane in the sky. A couple of dogs barking down the street saying, Hi, how are you? When we meet. A little bird sitting on the windowsill Singing a song, what a trill A baby and her brother laughing in the house Cats in the corner, quiet as a mouse Oh, I hear the music Every minute of the day I can hear it all around me I hear the music Every minute of the day I can hear it all around me standing still my eyes and ears never get their fill maybe hot and sunny or a gentle rain is tap tap tapping on my window pane because the world is turning i can feel the beat from the tips of my fingers to the soles of my feet i love life and everything i do is all about the rhythm and the songs for you oh i hear the music every minute of the day i can hear it all around me I hear the music every minute of the day. I can hear it all around me. When the sun goes down, the night gets cool. Sound is like a ripple in a swimming pool. It's a good vibration you know is there. Dancing right beside you as it fills the air. No matter who you are, matter where you go. Music is a part of your heart and soul. So come on, people, here's the thing. You're bound to feel better every time you sing. Oh, I hear the music every minute of the day. I can hear it all around me. I hear the music every minute of the day. I can hear it all around me.